Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Another week goes by, another day in the life of the Grand Royal, most luxurious, effervescent, broken pencil booking company, pro and podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. On this day, Tuesday, may the 4th be with you. Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. I said, yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. 20 and 21. Amen. Swab Burgundy with the damn deal, man. Oh, man. May the 4th be with you. Um, Tomorrow, Revenge of the 5th. Okay, here's a question I've been asking myself, and I, I had to, to, I had to reach out for a lifeline. But do you eat tacos today because it's Tuesday, or do no. you wait and eat tacos tomorrow for Cinco de Mayo? You know the, what the correct answer is. What is the correct answer? Ask Brian Danielson. Yes. I'm spitting, y'all. I'm spitting uh, with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course, I mean, you're hearing yeah. this on Thursday, May the 6th, but we don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, a little bit we do, but just know that tacos were probably had on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yes. And, Fo- Fox Fuel, Fuel City, uh, Fiesta, <laughs> any, any of your vintage. Anywhere tacos are sold. I'll even throw torches in the mix, and if you're really feeling froggy, uh, velvet, you know what I'm saying, get your taco fix. You know, shame, shameless plugging for uh, things uh, that. Shout out to Pollo, Pollo Radio, as they call, it, yeah, as they call it in the hood, Pollo Reggio, <laughs> the Reggie, Pollo Reggie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pollo Radio, yeah, yeah, yeah. They ta- their tacos are are good pinch. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Um, we got some work to do. Let me apologize. I'm I'm a little bit behind. Swab Burgundy has, has shifted up some magic once again with the uh, the lyrical miracles, and I I am definitely by, way behind the eight ball on this one. But please believe we got work coming very very soon. Yes, the, the closing ceremonies of Imok, uh will be a a uh, a stellar adventure. No doubt, man. Um, so there was an event this past Saturday here in Dallas, and there's one of many. Cut that, up, cut that up in the background, yeah. That was a little, little this little ditty here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, some sauce on it. Armed is the name of this one. Armed. Shout out Nicholas Craven. Um, we uh. We've been invited numerous times. Shout out to Pencil Pusher Extraordinaire. One of the dopest people behind the scenes that we actually know in professional wrestling. DJ Tony Snow, a.k.a. the DJ for a little flip. Because, bitch, Texas. Tony hey, Snow. 
uh, Tony Snow has invited us to an upstart outfit, which has been around for a little over a year now, called SWE Fury. One of the uh, one of the most sought after independent promotions here in the U.S., based right here in Texas, running shows out of the DFW area, whose commissioner is the is the great Hall of Famer, legendary player, player Teddy Long himself. And I took him up on an offer to go check out a TV taping this past Saturday. And uh, I, albeit last minute, naturally Suave couldn't make last minute. I'm surprised that I could make it, but the Petty Messiah did join me for some debauchery in the form of professional wrestling. There we actually met uh, Tony Snow, talked a little, a little bit, but he introduced us. He went out of his way to introduce us to Teddy Long. And last year, shout out to Maisha Asante. Uh, last year, we reached out to Teddy Long to try to get an interview for the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. And due to a certain deal, it didn't happen. And instead, he left us a voicemail. If you are true fans of, uh, or true pencil pushers, should I say, you remember us talking about this in passing, but that, that's something that actually happened. Well, he told us that he couldn't guarantee anything right now, but there's a new show coming up on the 22nd. Let me run down some of the luminaries that's going to be on this card on the 22nd. You ready for this, Wav? Run it. Enzo. Cass XL, a.k.a. W. Morrissey. The legendary Two Cold Scorpio. Boogeyman. Molina. Selena De La Renta. Red Dog, a.k.a. Rodney Mack, Eva Lease, the so-called self-proclaimed real world heavyweight champion, Charlie Haas, and Hall of Famer and World Strongest Man, Mark Henry. That's just some of the names that's going to be at the next uh, SWE Fury taping on May 22nd here in Dallas. Or the Dallas area should actually no. This one actually is in Dallas. It is. Yeah, it's in Dallas proper. Man, <laughs> turn up. Is, is 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 it? Would it be safe to say that the it is? It is. It is quite safe to say that it is. Uh, just went up. for a turn up. up. You have a, a historic up. venue. You have a list of. Uh, known and world-renowned talent so it, it should be a good time for all <laughs> it should be <laughs> it should be uh dare to be surprised that you know that something goes awry but we we won't hope for that because in fact we're going to be there in the building and i plan on being there for as much time as i possibly can that day to soak it in so be be expecting some uh something come out of that here real soon right here actual you, you know what i'm saying um i <laughs> tell you one thing funny that came out of that was uh as we were sending you pictures from the event charlie highs ate just ate an ass whooping while he was holding a hot mic <laughs> mm. he was That's literally talk- he was literally talking his way out of an ass whooping while he was eating an ass whooping with a hot mic one of the funniest things I have seen in quite some time. It, me talking about it does it absolutely no justice, but it happened. I digress. 22nd, here we come. SWE Fury, Metroplex, DFW. 
You know what I'm saying? Let's just let's just go up there and just be us. Be expecting some very fresh drip coming out of this. I don't use that word often, but please believe the drip will be in full effect. Now, last week we were talking about Daniel Bryan on his uh, on his seemingly on his way out to to move around before he actually you know puts the sunset on a really banner career, and. He ended up losing a match, World Championship. Well, it was a uh, Universal Championship match against the uh, the head of the table, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, and it was a loser leaves SmackDown match. So Daniel Bryan is no longer part of the SmackDown roster. After we get off the air last Thursday, we also find out that, and we unconfirmed, but numerous reports on the internet say this. NXT and MLW have agreed to a talent exchange. Whoa, <laughs> MLW. <laughs> that's, a, that's You should have let that roll. That's a that's a news exclusive. <laughs> Broken pencil exclusive. <laughs> yeah, the MLW and NXT have agreed to a talent exchange. That's 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 huge because if all things that Triple H has been saying are actually true, MLW's new TV home on Vice. Couldn't be coming at a better time, right? You get even more exposure for your talent on another night on another network, and these are essentially all developmental talents. This isn't like main roster stuff, stuff. stuff so it doesn't seem like one brand. If guys from Raw ended up on MLW, it'd be completely un, uneven. But guys from NXT, there there are a few exceptions. MLW. There are a few exceptions to this. Like, we we can't say this is like MLW is a developmental territory because they 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 have some world renowned talent there. I mean, their world champion, by all means, is a damn Fatu. They're tag. I mean, go ahead. I, no, absolutely. When I when I call like developmental for NXT because they really are development developing talent from the ground up in the PC but as far as notoriety for television stars them and MLW you know they can share a little bit of common ground now and then you know having certain MLW talent on NXT is just like you have a possibility for some dream matches Mm. so like I'll give you a dream match. I'm looking. I'm looking at the MLW roster right now. Filthy Tom Lawler is in MLW. Can you imagine right. him versus Timothy Thatcher? Boy, <laughs> or Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> right, right now Kyle O'Reilly because he's in his bag right now, regardless of the look. Um, <laughs> who we got? Uh, former NXT stars uh, Leo Rush and also ACH. Both Orange Cassidy and Peach O'Reilly. <laughs> oh my God, TJP is also over there, who's also an Impact too. So that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, okay, representing Oak Cliff because bitch Texas, Muhammad <laughs> Muhammad Loal, aka King Mo, also an MLW, coming into his own as a professional wrestler too. That's um. Dope. You have, um, let's see, Richard Holiday, your Caribbean champion, Ross and Marshall Von Erich, 
your national open weight champion, the Caribbean, Alex Hammerstone, who in real life is big as hell. <laughs> like, there's no jokes with that man. What you see on TV is what you get. We saw pause. him. We <laughs> big pause. We saw him in person. Um, L.A. Park, who is a world tag team champion. Um, for those who don't know, that's the original La Parka. Uh, him and his son, Ijo de la Park, are the uh, world tag team champions in MLW. Simon Gotts, another NXT standout, also in MLW. Um, Brian Pillman Jr., who is listed on the roster, but also with uh, uh, AEW. And then you have some, uh, like, Septimo Dragon is dope. Uh, Dirty Blondes is a dope tag team. You also have um, um, Injustice with Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed. Let me jump in with you one second. Yeah. I just had, like, this incredible thought. So, Brian Pillman Jr. is on MLW's roster. Yep. Also on AEW's roster. Yep. But it will also... (laughs) MLW, who will also be doing a talent exchange with NXT. Yep. Do you know how, if everybody just decided to cooperate a little bit, Brian Pillman Jr. could actually execute the loose canning gimmick between three promotions? If you really want to keep it a buck, he could do it with four. Because who is AEW also in bed with? Impact. (laughs) There you go. And then, then it ain't shit to catch a flight to New Japan. Um, Davari also with MLW. Bro, if Brian Pillman Jr. showed up dressed like his old man and just crashed a, a New Japan show, said some ridiculous and left, would that not be the funniest shit ever? I wonder, does does Jr. have a uh, senior's chain? You know, the chain that he and, uh, he and Austin wore for the Hollywood Blondes? Uh, that's a pretty good question. If he doesn't, I, I would I would assume so. But but know. if he doesn't, it would be dope if Austin gave up his chain for Pillman Jr. and used that as part of the angle too. Man, let's just get a gold <laughs> rope made and say it, <laughs> say it was the chain. Let's not even endanger these family heirlooms. I mean, just get a chain and say it's the one. That's it. Or like take take a small piece off of it. Take like the lobster claw off of it and put it on yours. And now you're continuing the the chain of command. <laughs> All right. Well, at any rate, we just ran down the MLW roster for the most part. You know, there are a couple of and, Go ahead. And we missed we missed the one matchup that I absolutely if you saw it, it might look for stadium. Walter versus Fatu. Man, truth be told, you could put Valter versus any champion, which we'll get to a champion versus champions mixtape here in a second for another reason. But that's honestly, man, we might be able to do a tournament with the current champions. A King of the Ring tournament. <sighs> I would love a King of, King of the Ring tournament between MLW and uh, NXT talent. That'd be dope. That that would that actually would be dope. Winner gets a shot at, you know, whichever whichever promotions world champion. We don't have a pay-per-view this week. That might be next week's show. Uh-oh. Put a pin okay. in that. <laughs> yeah, okay. put a pin in that. That could be phenomenal. Savio <laughs> Vega also over there. Can't forget about that. You can say it right. Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Yeah, yeah man. You gotta put the you gotta put the sauce on it. 
And let's see. So speaking of champ versus champ, Daniel Bryan um, go, having the possibility because honestly, I think Daniel Bryan is going to end up in NXT for his uh, for his uh, peace out on the company. I think they desperately they desperately needed the part about it that like kind of makes it sad is that like the best of the best from NXT, none of them are there anymore. Well, there's two. There's a uh, Champa and Gargano, and Gargano's like almost unwatchable for me now. Oh, uh, ba- Balor's still there. Balor's still putting on some good matches. I mean, Balor, Balor left, came back. He's almost done as much main roster stuff as he has for NXT. Yeah, so. I, I would probably say he's done. He's definitely done more meaningful stuff in NXT than he has in the main. I can, you can easily say that because he's only won the championship and then was hurt in that match. So he never really got a chance to hold the WWE championship for that matter. But that, he does have a Hall of Fame stat. He is the first universal champion. That is that is very, very true. Whether he had a defense or not, he is the first universal champion. Um so as we as we move on, like I said, I, I think Daniel Bryan stays there. But if he if we can start start the Daniel Bryan World Tour with the list a la Cody Rhodes, um I got a feeling that we will see something, probably one of the more special careers that we've had uh, in the history of professional wrestling. So right now, trying to make a name for themselves, though, is Kenny Omega. As he has the AAA Mega Championship, the AEW World Championship, and the Impact and TNA World Championships. People have been challenging him left and right since acquiring the Impact TNA World Championship. At the top of the list, Andrade El Idolo. Let's do a top five right now of what other belts Kenny could possibly go after that would make uh, for great wrestling broadcasting. Uh, Ring of Honor, Rush. It, it's hard... I don't, I don't even if PCO were still the uh, the uh, the world champion over ROH, I don't think that would be a bad match. It's hard to miss with ROH's champions. It really is. Um, man, I Will Osprey. Facts. <laughs> Kenny back in New Japan as the cleaner, and then Will Osprey being in his bag, like Will on the spray. Will on the spray. <laughs> I mean, you know. Don't forget that. <laughs> well, on the spray. <laughs> uh, who else we got? He, he, I, I hate to say, I hate to say this. <laughs> One person he don't want, Jacob Fatu. <laughs> he getting, he getting waxed like a new car. <laughs> that's gonna be a shoot fest. That's what that's gonna be. Like, I, I appreciate you leave that shit at home. Play, don't play with that man. Don't play with that man. <laughs> Um, Kenny, that man asleep. You leave him alone. Do you, do you let Kenny come to NXT? Um, who's in NXT that actually matches up with him? O'Reilly, Cole. I mean, no, not even not even just like in ring style, but like in ring and notoriety. There's probably uh, one Bal- Balor be the guy. Balor, and Balor's not a champion, right? Carrying Cross would, I think that would not be good for him at all. 
I don't. And I, that I, ain't too far off Fatu. I, I don't. I, honest, a, I don't think it would do anything for Cross. B, it definitely doesn't do anything for Kenny. Killer Cross should look like a killer in that situation, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense for anybody. But I, from from a from an international appeal standpoint, I like the matchup of Kenny Omega and Walter. Only because I want to see Walter beat the piss out of Kenny. <laughs> I mean, I want to watch Walter slap the out. I mean, bear claw slap the shit out of Kenny Omega and watch how he do it. Put that W on his chest. <laughs> Boy. Put put that Vader V right across his collarbone. <laughs> he might as well get Brandon with the double cross wrench. <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? Get the Terry Funk special. I uh, want to see that happen. Just so I can see how he deals with it as an artist. That was easier than I thought it was. So we got Walter. <laughs> we, we got we got uh I, on the spray. We got uh Rush. Um do we can we get two more out of this? Uh who else is a champion somewhere? Let's see. Who is the AAA world champion right now? Triple A. So wait, the mega champion that so that is that their biggest belt now? The mega championship? I am not quite aware. I don't want to lie. Because according to what I'm looking at, it it is. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Well, he I, is their I, world I, champion. I, I, I built a well, belt that ain't being defended much. Okay, and he's had it, ah. and he's at it for five hundred and sixty-one days. Wow. Yeah, not not so sure. I'm a fan of that. Um, ah. <laughs> he, he got that Lesnar schedule, huh? Any any more uh, viable world champions? We have to be missing somebody's promotion. Like we have to be. I mean, if we want to go see MLL, Ultimo Guerrero. I've never seen any uh, of his work, but I'm pretty sure they their styles would mesh. CMLL <laughs> is, is is to Triple um, A what New Japan would be to WWE. In my opinion, in terms of styles, okay. like CMLL is more of but the serious. Okay. Hey, like you said, I was gonna say like Kenny. Kenny's just a Canadian luchador, <laughs> right? And this is this is a wrestlers organization. Like they have luchadors, of course, but uh, oh, okay. Yeah, CMLL is more of the wrestlers organization, whereas AAA has more of the mainstream appeal. So they, of course, gotcha. they have more characters and sponsored sponsored gimmicks and that type of thing. Right. Um, who? What other? What other promotions can we think? We because we ran down a list of promotions and their champions last week. And I think we pretty much covered all the possible matchups for Kenny. Uh, some of that, stuff, some of the stuff just ain't gonna pan out. The, do we care? Do we care about uh, Kenny Omega and Nick Aldis? I care about uh, seeing Nick Aldis stretch Kenny Omega. <laughs> See that would be about it because I feel like that's a that's a styles clash. You have a pure wrestler versus a 
<laughs> I just I'm a this is like Nick Nick Bachwinkle. It'd be like Nick Bachwinkle versus Bret Hart. No, that would work. But <laughs> that that actually would work. It's it's more it's more like um um Ole Anderson versus Psychosis. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. And let's see here. How about oh, uh, let's see here. Let's, who's the PWG world champion? Let's see who that is. Gorillas in the midst. Uh, oh, let's see here. I'm tripping. You know who actually? What champion we can add to face Kenny Omega? Who that? He takes his heavyweight champion, JTG. Yeah. He is, he's, he, and he, man, he, size-wise, this is a mirror matchup, with the exception of the fact that JTG has 26-inch arms. <laughs> oh. He that way sometimes, man. You, you feel me? Oh, uh, I guess there uh, is. Pro, pro Wrestling Gorillas champion is Bandito. Okay. I'm looking at their website and their website haven't been updated since 2015. Jesus. H- hire somebody. For a nominal fee. <laughs> Soon to be a phenomenal fee. We will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. <laughs> I'll take, I, no, I take my lunch money in Ethereum. Thank you very much. <laughs> I had it before you said plate, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Go send me my Ethereum, player. Give me my- <laughs> Shouts out to Doge on the move today too. Shit. Oh. Love, loving this free, this, loving this free mortgage money I'm getting from Doge right now. Man, it's yeah, it's the trap, <laughs> the trap jumping right now. You might want to see body. Got the whole hood on fire. So yeah, so we, so we, we, we good, we good with this mixtape. We got um, uh, um. Uh, what do we have? To, well, I guess it would only make sense to do champions. We got Valter. We got uh, we we don't have Cross. We don't have Fatu. <laughs> we I got mean, that, yeah. we got on the spray. We got Rush. Um, I guess that would really be about it. That's 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 the that's the height of what we're getting on American TV right now. So it, I don't know who else you can add. Yeah, I oh, went JTG. You said JTG, so yeah, I'll take that. Um, I mean, I you know, I'll, I'll even take Charlie Haas too. Okay, because Char- uh, Charlie gonna stretch him though. Oh yeah, oh with with zero with zero to give. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying no remorse. So just be careful. But si- you didn't put him in there. But size wise, they're a pretty even matchup too. So I, so I, so we can even add that as a bonus cut. So there's that. That's out the way. Now then. As we proceed, to you send me a. I'm, I'm about to click on this link. You sent me a list. Shout out to Ramon's, uh, or uh, Urban Advocate. And uh, if you went down with UAC, you use a damn lie. Uh, the net worth of the richest WWE superstars. It goes without saying. Of all time. It goes without saying that The Rock has to be number one. This is just like saying Jay-Z is the richest rapper. Right. So, looking at this list, 
let's go from 10 to 1. This is according to what, Forbes? I believe so. No, this is a, a list compiled by WealthyGorilla.com. And they charted the top 30. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Forbes of wrestling financials. Wealthy Gorilla. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, at number 10, Chris now Jericho. I'm, now I'm going to have fun with this list. Yeah, so we got Chris Jericho at number 10. This man has been busting his ass for 30 years in the ring and has be has, has been performing across the globe with Fozzy for damn near 20 years and is a podcaster at the advice of Stone Cold Steve Austin, now worth to be 18, uh, $18 million. Not not jump change by any stretch of the imagination. Wait, wait and then part, part of his uh, AEW contract was paid to him in Dogecoin. So he might be richer than that at the time of this recording. <laughs> Price just went up. <laughs> don't don't worry, I'm flipping the page on that right now. Price just went up. Price Price just went up. What up, Ryan Murray? Uh, number nine, Stacy Keebler, who started off as a oh. model slash nitro girl, who became a professional wrestler. Um. Went to WWE and actually was there for a little bit longer than a cup of coffee. And as of right now, as of this article, she's worth approximately $25 million. Not bad for someone we haven't seen in the month of Sundays. Mm. Off the perks, we got Kurt. Number eight. Uh, we've, we've got to stop doing this to him. <laughs> I love Kurt Angle, man, in all facets. <laughs> oh my God! What a, I just I just want to see a young mixtape rapper emerge and his name be Perk Angle. And, and you you want to see a mixtape rapper named Perk Angle? You'll see a lawsuit <laughs> or a cease and desist soon to follow. As we move to number eight, going off the well, done with the perks. Kurt Angle, and he's had a. Uh, I'd say he's had a much better career and impact in TNA than he had in WWE, but still a Hall of Fame career nonetheless across the board. One of the most entertaining, legit athletes we've ever seen in the ring and has now retired and does the podcast, which he just started the podcast. I wonder who started this trend and uh, as his own supplement brand, which... (laughs) Funny how the supplement brand was a in the podcast was a tease for him coming back to professional wrestling, which actually it wasn't. But saying that Kurt Angle is worth approximately twenty five million dollars, not mad at that number at all. He's he probably gonna run that bag up a little more so now he over there dealing with Conrad. Yeah, buddy. Uh, number seven, good try, Terry. Easily the. Per- I figured he would have been higher. Well, I guess there's but, reasons why he's not. Yeah, yeah, that 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 ex-wife, yeah, that oh, Linda. Into his, <laughs> when you when when you when you amass a, a a nice sum and get taken to the cleaners after right. after you revolutionize the sport for merchandise and be what celebrity looks like in the sport of professional wrestling in the same era. Oh. Of Ric Flair, you had Hulk Hogan being the household name with cartoons and music and movies and TV shows. But after roughly 
according to um according according to this article surrendering close to 70% of his total assets 70 Jesus man let that marinate for a second surrendering 70% of his total assets this man is still worth a nice round 25 million dollars because I, I felt like I knew Hogan you know had 100 M's at one point or pl- 100 plus M's might have been you know cl- closing into two and then yeah that there's certain the people that you look at and just know they have give me that money. Like when you walk out somewhere and be like, hey, I want something. Give me that. And they just give it to you just off the strength of who you are. Hogan was probably that person at one point for a long time. Not just for one point, but for a long time, he was probably that person. And if that's not the case now, cool. He still has the name and because he hasn't changed his look. And still worth $25 million. Nothing to shake a stick at, but considering how much he had, oh my God. Yeah, Ooh. that's. Woo. Speaking of revolution, revolutionizing merchandise, the next two are going to be pretty surprising. Let's start with uh, because bitch, Texas, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Forced to retire in 2003 due to uh, compounding neck issues stemming from an errant pile driver by the late Owen Hart. Uh, he's also had some out of the ring issues too with uh, those of the fairer sex but he's the the catalyst for the wrestling podcast movement in my opinion if, there, if, there's, if there's somebody else please let me know I'm interested to know who was more powerful or more influential in wrestlers becoming podcasters than Stone Cold Steve Austin because even Taz was in the ring and he stepped out of the podcasting arena that is so all that aside he probably right he got some tv ventures austin's probably most influential i'm gonna say austin's probably most influential but coca battles basically the the godfather i i would i would definitely i'll 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 give you that see as a godfather though you have to either keep your keep one toe in or keep people remembering that that's what you did because right now like James, they could they consider James Brown the godfather of hip hop, but you like also do the same with Cool Herc. You know what I'm saying for for being the DJ, and of course you you would revel more in Cool Herc because he's still here and James Brown is gone. You just hear his beats all everywhere. At any rate, Stone Cold's still doing TV shows everywhere. Um. I don't know if his deal with WWE Network is is a separate deal from what he has for with uh, with his podcast network or what he has with uh, with USA for his show on USA. But either way, he's still doing movies and stuff too. His net worth right now is about thirty million dollars. Nothing to shake a stick at. Got a ranch in South Texas. Got a ranch outside of Las Vegas. Like this man is doing it. Like if you're going to diversify, oh, he has a beer line too now. He has a beer brand. Yes. Um, number TV, TV podcasting and spirits number five which is shocking for it to be this low but it's understood considering you've had virtually no wrestling relevance in the last two years is uh, former rapper one of one of the four people out of one of the best classes 
to ever come out of OVW to only wrestle in WWE um, and John Cena also revolutionizing merch as Austin was geared for the 1834 Cena was definitely geared for the kids loud colors kids fashion uh, retro appeal and I, I, I would be, it would be safe to say that he probably revolutionized the merchandise deal for superstars right now. And with his movies and his uh, his issues, you know, having his home home life together and everything now, uh, he's said to be worth around. Oh, and <laughs> before I tell you the number, keep in mind, he's also on uh, TBS with Wipeout. Yep. Sixty million dollars. Only sixty? <laughs> yeah, that number's gonna jump because he got a Fast and Furious movie coming. Man, like, yeah, it, like this. That's what I'm saying. It's surprising that he's in the middle of this pack. He should be closer to two or three. Uh, it's gonna be a lot for anybody to catch one. But as he's, we, he's moving, he's moving into that territory where he's gonna be the guy you call when you can't afford the rock. Get the fuck! I, you know what? I just read. Oh, oh, this list disgusts me already. Number four, number four, jumping into the the triple digit milli mark is the executive vice president of global talent strategy and development for WWE in case of emergency break glass world champion 14 times he's had that title and his salary as that uh, executive VP. Is roughly 2.8 million a year. One of the founders and executive producers of NXT, married into the McMahon family, Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, at 150 million dollars. I mean, he does own stock, Class A. So, uh, a few of these billies that have been coming in, he's been able to pinch off of real good. He's got a salary. He's made merch money, made wrestler money, made really good wrestler money, signed his contracts during the boom period. So, uh, re signed yeah. himself during the down period. Facts. He has, <laughs> and, and has to continue to resign himself. Like, if you wrestle yeah, one match I mean, every two years and get paid a million dollars as a talent for doing so, I mean, I'm, whatever. I mean, you playing Brock, Brock Lesnar by the Monday, so, you know. Right, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay myself. Like, yeah, to, to all be damned. <laughs> Number at any point, at any point, this could fall apart, and I'm back to being just a Levesque and not a Levesque slash McMahon. Right. And I, I didn't get uh, payment for services rendered. As we continue with the McMahon trend, number three is Stephanie, uh, reported well, to own 2.5% of WWE as its chief brand officer and has a net worth of to match Triple H's at $150 million. Price just went up. Now, number two on this list is who I said was going to be number one, which is The Rock. Okay. Take a wild guess who's number one if Rock is number two. Vince? It is absolutely Vince, which should not be on this list. But we'll, for the sake for the sake of this list, because we're, we're giving information off this list, let's go ahead and continue with this list. 
Um, I should have get. I should have guessed totally wrong, and that probably would have been a better reveal. Nah, nah, because no, nah, for real, you should. It's like who's number one? Bill Watts. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? See how much better that would have been than I'm- Bronco Lubitsch. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Jerry Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Dixie Carter. Wait, well, actually, wait a minute. Let me back that up. I'm going to put up. She's no longer in wrestling, but she belongs on the list. I don't care how she got her money. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Number one should have been Paul Bosch. Uh, Sam Mushnick Dory Funk Sr. Joe Blanchard Todd Gordon Paul Heyman Gabe Skopolsky Vern Gagne Uh, Oh man I think I've run out of people Oh man Stu Hart Wow. <laughs> That's complete trash. Mike Graham. <laughs> Lord of everything wrestling, baby. <laughs> Big Dust. <laughs> oh, man. So the, so the Rock, Dwayne. Jimmy Hart. Dwayne. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Now we're going to the wrestlers. Bob Armstrong. <laughs> Sergeant, <laughs> Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman. <laughs> Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. <laughs> Our champion. <laughs> oh, new, new. Oh, new breed face. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. Oh man! So uh, the oh, so the rock, <laughs> the, the rock. Hard work, Bobby Walker. Oh goddamn it, Swap. Mm. <laughs> oh, so the rock is uh apparently worth eighty-seven point five million dollars. No, I'm sorry, he earned that. Okay. In 2020, worth four hundred million dollars. And it's safe to say, with this fast franchise about to launch, that. Not only is the Fast franchise relaunching, they're doing so with the campaign to get people to go back to the theaters. Price just went up. Price, price just went up. On June the 25th, which should be most interesting, $400 million. And then number one on this list, according to WealthyGorilla.com, is uh, Vince McMahon at a whopping $1.6 billion. There will never... Well, actually, I'm sorry. Never be another. Missing from this list is the the owners of Anthem Media, Sinclair Broadcasting, right. and Tony Khan. <laughs> Billy Corgan. Although, although he may have a place on the lower end of this top ten list, I'd be interested to see that. So, after reading this list blindly. Like live with like listening like while y'all are listening, I'm reading the list for the first time. Um, I would it, it 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 makes me think that no thought and effort was put into this list, and it was more clickbait than anything. Because as I'm going through, Pat Patterson is actually on this list. 
Pat Patterson is no longer with us. Um, Kevin Von Erich. That's usually when you should stop being put on list. David Otunga. Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, the belt, rebel, Eric Eric Bischoff, twelve point five million after all the money he stole. Um, Maurice is on this list. Dave Batista, I figured he'd be higher than than fifteen. Yeah, this I don't know about this list. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't know about this list. Um, <coughs> a, a couple of quick hits real quick before uh, we get up out of here, man. Um, we talked the last couple of weeks about Mickey James being unceremoniously let go from the WWE. And if perception is reality, which a lot of fans are going to believe that perception is reality in this case, regardless of how long she's been there beforehand. But there was a returning talent to WWE television this week. That seems to be their air replacement for uh, Mickey James, which is Eva Marie. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't equate those two things. You cannot. You can't. It's irresponsible to do that, and it's not fair to Eva Marie. You cannot. Absolutely cannot say that Mickey James was let go in order to bring Eva Marie in. Again, per, per, if perception is reality, that's how it looks. <laughs> Don't do that. Because Mickey was not the only woman cut. Okay. It could have been a swap. You like you're swapping Evil Marie for Peyton Royce. Now or, you don't feel so bad, do oh, you? Okay. Or Chelsea Green, who just had uh, surgery. So now it looks like you let go of someone who was injured and could not perform just so she can go get healthy. I mean, she's medically covered. Is she, though? Do we know this? Gotta be. We One would hope. What responsible adult these days either isn't using their paycheck for insurance or has company insurance? If she was injured on the job, she's covered. One would hope. You're independent contractor. You have no benefits. You're injured on the job. If you're injured on the job, you're selling the contract. You're still paying for it. Now, companies do the right thing and on a handshake agreement and say, we're going to take care of this. But do they have to? <clears throat> Sounds messed up. But it is. As we continue, though, Life. quick hit again. Down south. Upon the border, boy. Andrade El Idolo will be uh, facing off against Alberto El Patron. What do we what do Mr. we make Risque of this? himself? Man, what do we make of this? Um, I mean, he, he's by the standards of the the justice system of Mexico and or the United States of America. In this case, the United States, state of Texas. He is a free man. He has a right to make a living. Um. Yeah. I, I, how am I, How should I feel about this? I mean, I honestly, if we if we take 
the extra out of it, I think we're going to see a phenomenal matchup between two of Mexico's greatest exports. Um, Andrade had a hell of a run in NXT, not so stellar run in WWE, not for any fault of his own. Alberto's run in WWE is legend. Well, runs have been legendary. And I think uh, if, if they're able to put something together by this, by the uh, July 31st, we could be looking at something very, very special. Uh, this match takes place in McAllen, Texas, which is a roughly 500 miles away from Dallas. Not going. True. <laughs> Not going, but I would love so to see So we won't it. be in attendance, but, you know, if they have some type of stream or, or a YouTube link, then yes. sure, we'll be right there with you. Right there with you. Um the the uh, there's another belt collector now first of all all these belt collectors are popping up out of the woodworks take second second claim because of kenny omega doing what he's doing ultimo dragon at the top of the list however booking their own angles <laughs> you know um but uh jay white is um is calling himself which would be a grand slam champion he's calling himself the first quadruple or, or a quadruple chow Channel. quadruple crown champion here in uh, New Japan as he is now the new never open weight champion this is where in season one we would have played some, that Scarface song never in the background <laughs> one of these days I'm going I'm to get my weight up to actually be in front of the damn turntables while I'm actually doing the show now that's just showing off. Just doing, showing I mean, is are we infused with hip hop or are we not infused with hip hop? I mean, you didn't lie. So <laughs> yeah, uh, let me let me take a look at something here real quick while I have this uh, on my on, on my mind here. Huh? Jay White. All right, let's see here. IWGP Heavyweight Champion one time, one time. IWGP Intercontinental Champion one time. IWGP United States Champion one time, and current never <laughs> openweight champion one time. So yeah, so those are your four belts that he's uh, he's held over in New Japan, and quite Has the champion. Has Kenny ever done that? Has Kenny ever done that? No, I mean the answers. I believe, truly believe, the answer is no. No, but, you're 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 right. It is not. I mean, the answer is no. Plus, Intercontinental Championship is now no more. Has been dissolved by the IWGP, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the Butterfly Belt held by uh, Will on the Spray. I had to say that one. On more. the Spray. I just wanted to say that one more time. Oh, uh, that's disrespectful. Oh, you you started it. Show at BrokenPistolBC.com. Uh, on all things social, that's at Broken Pistol BC on what? Everything. 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 Broke, uh, Broken Pistol Logic, you can't write this. Mark my words with the shit. Fuck the casual fan. And price just went up. Those are your hashtags. I made it to the money round. You know what I'm saying? Uh, feel, feel free to hit us up on the email. Uh, give, us, give us some news. I guess next week that we'll do that tournament. Um, we'll do BPBC KOTR. 
right? So that'll be that'll be the whole show next week. And of course, if we have any news bits, we'll do that too. But that'll be our next tournament, so we'll do that next week. Um, that said, shit. Uh, you got anything else? Did we do our hurt business type? Ah, that's what it was. Hurt business 2.0. Thank you. So did, did we do our we do we do our uh, our Daniel Bryan award tour? We I thought oh we didn't do that. Damn. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to take it to the house. All right. So Hurt Business 2.0. Um Yes. Bobby Lashley, MVP. Those are your uh CHO and CEO. Chief okay. Inter- Chief Entertainment Officer. Um let's see here. Do we bring in Jimmy Uso to the table or do we bring him into the hurt business? Um, I'm gonna say the table every time. Family, gang gang. I'm with that. However, Daniel Bryan. Do you think he I don't think as much as I think from the in-ring possible performance style, he fits with the hurt business ideal. Him ro- walking around in, you know, three, four, five thousand dollar suits doesn't really make much sense. But it will give him a whole completely different look. I just don't see I, I don't see the, the long term vi- viability of him going back to Monday Night Raw. That's why I think he's gonna end up on NXT, which is why we're doing this uh award tour mixtape for him in the I second. mean Raw Raw is kind of starving right now for you know something different. So I wouldn't necessarily say he won't be on Raw. He just may not be on Raw first. I tell you, he'll be a hell of a, a hell of an addition to the Hurt Business if he wasn't in a tag team right now. Omos. Facts. The fact that he he comes to to the ring wearing a New Age suit is enough to Facts. say <laughs> he could be the muscle behind the Hurt Business. Factual. Um. I really want to see Ricochet get out of catering, but man, he could play the role. I, I think he's wanted to, to be honest with you. And um, who else works? Uh, <laughs> Dog said, "Who else works?" Um, what do you think about any call-ups? Do you think that you bring um, like Swerve over? Maybe Swerve. You'd have to. You'd have to kind of change. Well, no, because on a call up, he can be whatever you want him to be. So yeah, that might work. If we can ever get Keith Lee back in the building. All right. So that now we're putting him on the list. That's a start. So I I, I like I like Swerve. I'm gonna say Swerve just because we need somebody from NXT. Um, Keith Lee. Um, man, the roster is so thin, man. I mean, okay, Austin Theory. He has the look too, and I was about to say, are we limiting limit limiting it to uh, color? Because if not, no, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're gonna mm. welcome inclusion. We're not gonna be that that group of guys today. Who could who could afford? A um, a turn. You, you know, you know, you know um, who I, you know who I really like. 
I'll be, to be honest with you, who I really like to, to that would join this if he would, you know, and the only thing that would really hurt him is the fact that his uh, his appearances on A and E have been very like humbling, and and because he's a fan. But if he actually turned on the TV and was and put on the suit and was alongside Bobby Lashley, AJ Francis could fit into the hurt business. Yeah, I, I watched those first couple of episodes of Hidden Treasure, and I was like, this might be the smartest move by by a NXT slash performance center talent ever. Like he's just carved his own lane to where he may never have to take a bump. He never WWE. has to take a bump. Thank you. <laughs> he can he can take all his bumps California style. Um, you're not doing anything with Arturo Hua. Ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. Although Hua could could fit, you know who I really want to see in Hurt Business 2.0. Who that? Bobby Fish. You know what? That would be <laughs> a good way to call him up. You, you you don't lose. We're just we're just not gonna get the undisputed era in, on air quotes main roster. Then you know everybody has to find their own lane in their own way. Adam Cole he'll be fine. Kyle will find his place, and I, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Roderick Strong and X. Without the group, I don't know how much WWE would invest in him past NXT slash two hundred five live main event, and then like undercard on Raw. But, but like Bobby Fish, because of the way he looks, man, he just looks like fight. Suit, he yeah, he looks like a fighter. Yeah, he just looks like whoop ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cesaro. And the hurt business? Yup. Here's the problem. I, I'm okay with that if you do it if you do the hurt business across two brands. I'm totally okay with it. Cesaro in the hurt business loses him in the shuffle because he will never be the top dog of that faction. I think, well, yeah, because no one's gonna book it the right way. But like you would you would put Cesaro if you put Cesaro in the hurt business, you would have him kind of play that Batista role in evolution, like you you know he's instead of him being next up you know he wants to be world champion so at some point that's going to play into the dynamic where he ends up earning a title shot and then you know Lashley would be like you need to turn that down because you know we have a we have a business agreement and things go left let's see her business her business her business her business her business who can we get for the damn hurt business? Um, you need to be able to fight or at least look decent in a suit. I still think you bring back Shelton Benjamin. <clears throat> don't don't worry about the tag team aspect. Just keep him just keep him on the side of Bobby Lashley. Facts. Um. And you could do that. You, the the storyline for that would be the payoff of him dropping the dead weight in Cedric Alexander, which MVP will never own for bringing him in anyway. Uh, let's see here. I hate to say it, man. That's pretty much it, unless we go to to UK. Mm, no, nah, I'm good. 
So here's who we have for her, her business 2.0. Keith Lee, Austin Theory, Ricochet, AJ Francis, Bobby Fish, Shelton Benjamin, and possibly Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah, seems like a way to, to infuse some some youth and you know bring some guys up. And that and it's a hell though if you put those together, that's a hell of a look. Especially when suits. Because you already know Bobby Fish can rock a suit. You can get a good tailor for Keith Lee. Um, Austin Theory, I'm sure he he's he's on that same the same vein of that that new athletic cut, ankle exposed ankles action. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, it, I I do I do have a breaking a breaking news submission. Uh oh, let's go. Montez Ford. You know what? I thought about that. I thought about Montez that. Montez Ford on a full scale heel turn. I just I I hate. As as long as you can put Bel Air as his valet, even though she's the women's champion, because who 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 better to whoop ass than someone that can that can actually whoop ass? Like, and you can keep them on if you want to. You can keep them on separate brands. That they record the shows in the same damn arena. It's not like it's not like they're they're not seeing each other. Yeah, it's not totally unbelievable. I really, I honestly leave her on SmackDown. Like, if you if you even split up the the roster that we have, so if we add Bel Air and uh ford right so that puts mvp bobby lashley and then you have uh bel-air and ford on smackdown that leaves one two three four five six people uh making that keep shelton benjamin on raw too that leaves five people to split between raw and smackdown and mvp can can jump back and forth that's what they really need is a faction that go that, that stretches across two brands. Like something like that seems like it will be cool. And if you were gonna do it, the prime group of people to do it would have been the Undisputed Era. However, hmm. we we see what happened to that. However, if you get like okay, if the hurt business worked across two brands, how long before they burn that out? Whatever cool aspect of it, they either burn it out or make a horrible decision with it. See, I'm, I'm still I'm still on the old school aspect of less is more. You don't need everybody on TV every week. You just don't, and you get better you get better rest out of your competitors because if they're not on TV every week, they're not killing themselves every week. You have enough people to go around to where, like, if you're only using the same 15, 20 people every week and you got a 40 person roster, you got 20 people that you're not using. And no one, I don't care if you're listening in Stanford, I want you to understand something. No one is watching main event. No one is watching superstars. Cut that shit out. You got legends dying on these shows. Stop that shit. Put them to use where, you, where they're better fitted. You're not even making money on these shows. You, matter of fact, you're burning resources because you got to pay hourly rates for your for your fucking uh, for your cameraman and your production. Stop it. <laughs> oh. We create content here at WWE. We need more of it. We need to, we need a way to justify these extra bodies that we have here. Oh my god, this is a dope. This is up. a dope storyline on main event. Said no fan ever. That's not fair. You you 
you stopped saying that on Raw a long time ago. But at least Raw is a 27 year staple. You just you just shit in the bed with it. Main event has has been run roughshod on WGN, YouTube, and now the network. And the network doesn't even exist. Super, now it's on Superstar, the cock. Superstars goes back to my childhood. They have tenure. Superstars had a long gap where it didn't even exist. They just they just they just resurrected a brand. You're better off bringing it's a revived. It's a revived concept. It's retro. It's you're, chic. You're better off bring, bringing up um uh, what's that shit um. Uh, Wrestling challenge, but oh, one one problem. It has the word wrestling in it. It'll never happen. Mm. God, you mean mm. Daniel Bryan award oh, tour? We're done with the hurt business. Now, now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Mason Teabag? <laughs> you, you mean you mean pepper pepper spray and poppycock? <laughs> Good lord. Ah, <laughs> what what did, what did I say? They someone said me and Yim has been has been moved to SmackDown. I said, what, what, what did I say is what get back or, or left back? What did I say? <laughs> no, please not lug nut. Nope. nope, I'm out. I'm all the way. I'm all the way out. Opt out. <laughs> Toe winch. <laughs> Car key and pocket knife. <laughs> Remote entry. <laughs> oh my god! MIDI cable and HDMI port. <laughs> it's hydraulic lift. Hydraulic lift enters the ring. <laughs> that's, that's that bullshit. Oh that's how y'all sound. That's how y'all sound. Stanford, understand me, mother boy. Rough. It's rough. Um, th- this award they're watching, this, they're watching that Steve Austin biography, and every time they go through the names that they were thinking of giving him, and they go to Fang McFrost and Chili McFreeze, <laughs> <and> Ice Dagger, <laughs> and, you, and and you couldn't get Stone Cold out of any of that. <laughs> the nerve of you! The nerve of you! Oh man, Ice, Ice Dagger, right? Like, what? Fr- Frosty McFreeze. So so, chili, so so chili McFreeze and Fang McFrost. Fang McFrost. So now so now you're trying to pander your way into wait, hold on. I, did, I, did I say pander? <laughs> Fang McFrost sounds like an off-brand serial character. <laughs> Are you trying to pander your way into a damn uh marketing deal uh, or a collaboration with McDonald's with <laughs> Frosty McFreeze or <laughs> Fang McFrost? Oh no. <laughs> Chili McFreeze, Chili baby. McFreeze, man, oh my god, that's like a, that sounds like a Gucci Mane mixtape from like the trap era. <laughs> Hashtag, Bleh. all right, uh, let's let's do ten matches featuring Daniel Bryan elsewhere. All right, and and, um, and, and by elsewhere I mean non Raw or SmackDown. NXT is included, so we can do NXT. Five and five, no repeats. Give me a uh, give me Bruiser White Pete Dunn. Ooh, give me Balor. Oh, okay, okay. Give me Valter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and, I, and for purposes of this conversation, I am spelling it with a W. I mean, sorry, with a V. I'm sorry, with a V. Um, give me. Um, give me Alex Hammerstone. 
give me Jay Lethal. Oof, man. Give me Will I, Will on the spray. And I'm spelling it on the spray. Uh, we got four give more. Me Jonathan Gresham. Oh my God! That you talking about a marathon? Uh, give me, give me uh, Moxley. Okay. Okay. Um. Give me. Yeah, give me Andrade. <laughs> and finally, for my last trick, Daniel Bryan versus Kazushka Okada. I like it. So let's run him down real like quick. It. This was so easy. This can go on for hours. Daniel Bryan versus Finn Balor. Daniel Bryan versus Pete Dunne. Daniel Bryan versus Valter. Daniel Bryan versus Alex Hammerstone. Da- Daniel Bryan versus Jay Lethal. Daniel Bryan versus Will on the Spray. Daniel Bryan versus Jonathan Gresham. Daniel Bryan versus Jonathan Moxley. Daniel Bryan versus Andrade El Idolo. Daniel Bryan versus Kazushka Okada. That is your Daniel Bryan. I'm out, bitch, mixtape. You know what I'm saying? And we left for a couple of really good ones off. Like, Jacob Fatu is just that's for anybody and everybody. So um, plus so, he plays it plays in him leaving SmackDown too. Yeah, I'm about to say that. So the the, the the Easter egg here is we're talking about a built-in storyline from him leaving SmackDown for something that's been going on since what the Royal Rumble. So if he happens to pull this off in the next two to three months, family ties. That's ignorant. See, that's ignorant. Oh. Who Sammy Guevara will probably be good too. Do, do, do we not want to see him and Kenny Omega? Uh, I mean, Daniel Bryan makes everything better, so I feel like him and him and Kenny should should be good. I just, I don't know. I, no, nah, I should be good. Because when Kenny has a serious opponent, you know, it's, it's not a lot of that goofy stuff. Nah, you know, you know who really would be a killer though, who, who would elevate the other person more than it would do anything for Daniel Bryan, which would be a, a dope ass concept for this match. Who that? Absolute Ricky Starks. Facts. <laughs> you yeah. you you saying? Uh, I, I I won't even act like that's just original. You you saying uh, Sammy Guevara? It's what made me think about Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks, he can fly, but he prefers the ground. And so the same as Daniel Bryan. They they wrestle a really hard, safe mat style. I like it. I actually think he'd probably have a great match with Hangman Page. They could do a marathon. I, I really want something on the line for that match. They don't deserve to just have a match. They need to have, some, have a match on the line. Because, yeah, keep in mind, Hangman Page was part of the, the the first world heavyweight title match for AEW. You know, so you know, he he deserves something. I don't think that he's We're a, we're a long way from there, but I do, I get what you're saying. And I agree, and I think he's going to be the eventual uh guy eventual person to uh, to unseat Kenneth. Really? 
Yeah. Tying back a storyline, I mean, like like uh, putting putting a bow written, on it. It's completely yeah, it's completely written this way. This is their long term storybook, long term storyline booking, and this is it. So Hangman kind of goes around in circles for the whole time. This this um, new version of Bullet Club Elite, I think it's got more legs than they might have planned for. So they may have to run with this a little longer than expected because I think it has. There's more possibilities with it, especially with all these different promotions working together. But at some point, they're going to have air quotes, Hangman get his shit together, stop drinking, and cash in on being number one contender. Yo, though, yo hold on. I want you to understand this real quick. I'm looking at AEW's website because I f- we forgot Blood and Guts is tomorrow night. Blood and Guts takes place at Daly's Place as per usual, right? Mm-hmm. AEW's hitting the road. Uh-oh. June 23rd, St. Louis, Missouri. August 18th, Houston, Texas. August 25th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. September oh, 8th, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, they back out trapping. September 15th, Newark, New Jersey. September 29th, Rochester, New York. October the 6th, Philadelphia, that's the schedule as it sits right now. They about to get back out here, fam. I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. And before, uh, and before we get completely out of here, blood and guts. Let me run down the card for tomorrow. Cody, well, well, well by the time you hear this podcast, you've already had seen this happen. So make sure you, you know, your DVR was set for this. Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall uh, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston Dr. Britt Baker DMD ver- uh, will be in action doesn't say with who against whom uh, the four way tag team match SCU versus Jurassic Express versus the Varsity Blondes there's that uh, Brian Pillman Jr. reference again versus the Acclaimed and there's also the Blood and Guts Two ring enclosed uh, pin or submission match featuring the uh, the pinnacle and uh, uh, the inner circle, and that's that's a it, for those who don't know about the traditional war games match. This is your traditional war games match, not that shit that's in NXT right now. So there's that, and it's going to be. I think this is the first time a traditional war games match is going to be shown live on television. That's going to be a different aesthetic. I'm actually, you know, I'm hoping everything is is above average. Yeah. Yeah, and we've we've seen a War Games match with one ring in person, and that was brutal. <laughs> Facts. MLW did did do that to really good justice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, so there we go. That's that's the show, people. I think we, we did, as per usual, stellar job. And um, now, Suave, you can do me a favor and take us to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. We are still the worst. We are the absolute worst. The Broken yeah, Pencil like Booking Company, a pro wrestling podcast infused with hip hop. Available on all streaming platforms, including TheBeastRadio.com. And that, there that is right there. So... 
one o'clock on Thursday for YouTube. So yeah, it'll be up by one o'clock on Thursday. All right. Um, so you going in Thursday or you off Thursday? I'm off Thursday. I'm off Thursday. We can actually do that tournament. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, possibly we we can try to do two because I got to go to that town. I got to go to Houston uh, Friday next Friday. So um, okay, if we can do two, that'd be dope. Sounds like a plan. All right, well, shit, there it is. All right, that's a bit. All right, man. All right.